0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Friday, February 2nd, 2024, and this is day 2144 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for just opening doors and only you can open for us and shutting those doors that you never intended for us to go through. Help us, Lord, to not get weary when those things happen, when those doors are shut, because there's a purpose behind it as we are doing your will. Help us, Father, to focus in on being obedient to you and doing what you called us to do at all cost. Now, Father, I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Before we get to the message, let me give you a quick update on T-Zone. This is T-Zone Update Friday. Well, we were blessed uh, with tickets from uh, a friend of mine named Crystal uh, to go see The Underground uh, at the Kaufman Theater uh, downtown. And it was absolutely amazing. We were able, there were 20 of us that went last night um uh the majority are youth and their parents and it was a phenomenal phenomenal dance troupe um i don't know the exact words for it but it if you have not seen the underground it would be well worth seeing and let me tell you these were donated tickets uh through my friend and they were prime seats we were blessed with up close nice seats So thank you so much to the underground and to Crystal. The kids loved it. We want to expose them to every facet of the arts uh, and, you know, even other things, letting them see uh, things outside of their own neighborhoods. You know, so that's our goal. The other great news is that we had a meeting with the YMCA and strong possibility that we will be doing training for their youth that are there uh, in their after school programs. So we're now, you know, beyond the first phase, going to that second phase and getting ready to negotiate and discussing um, the cost. We've already discussed that. So they're checking to see how we can make this happen. Uh, great news there. We're able to reach more youth. Our goal is to reach 200 youth this summer. Last summer, we reached close to 100. Uh, we'll be also meeting with W.E.B. Du Bois next week. Um, it's very exciting. And the things are just rolling out. It is just amazing. And we will be starting at KIPP. Um, at Kip. Learning Center. I'm trying to think of the exact Kip Legacy. Kip Legacy. We will be there teaching entrepreneurship classes starting in uh, about a week and a half. Uh, We will have our Saturday session with our youth tomorrow, (laughs) and very excited about learning more or diving deeper into problem-solving skills, getting them ready for the real world, not to get flustered when things happen because there's always going to be challenges. So we're going to be working on that and boundaries. You know, what does that look like? How do I set boundaries? How do I know that someone's overstepped my boundaries? And how to let someone, how to tell someone no. And so we'll be going through that and role-playing on on things like that tomorrow. The other good news is uh, working with the Guadalupe Center High School. They've partnered with us and are helping us to come up with a way to present um, human trafficking awareness to grade schoolers. So I met with them this week. There is a group of four amazing high school students from, that's from Guadalupe High School that are, that are working with me. And uh, they've come up with some wonderful ideas and a plan. So as soon as it's all together, I'll be letting you know all the details and how we'll be rolling that out uh, into grade schools. And we'll be starting from what it sounds like with their grade school at the Guadalupe Center. It is so important that we're teaching our youth at a young age about stranger danger, about human trafficking, and about how to stay safe. So that's our update. Uh, Listen, your contributions are so important and so uh, valued and we're so grateful to you for all that you do for us. So please, if you would like to donate, maybe you have not in the past, you've been thinking about it, just go to tzonekc.org And hit the donate button. We thank you all for everything you do for us. All right, so let's get into the word now. Today's message is, Shady past, not a problem. We're coming out of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 20. Shady past is not a problem when it comes to God. As a matter of fact, please, someone who knows the Lord, please tell me you never had a shady past. And I will will let you know, uh, you got something twisted. <laughs> we all have something or had something, and before we came to know the Lord, we're gonna be talking about Saul, who later, whose name was changed to Paul, and he had he was one zealous person uh, in his Jewish beliefs uh, that he began a persecution campaign against anyone who believed in Christ, and and the name of that. The group at that time was who belonged to the way with a capital W. So let's learn more. It says, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. And all of this took place after the stoning of Stephen, one of God's believers, a man after God's own heart. And uh, before Stephen, though, before they killed him, oh, Stephen gave them a long message and let them know exactly how evil they were. And while this was taking place, Saul was there holding the coats of some of those who were stoning uh, Stephen. And Stephen said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Isn't that powerful? uh, Reminds us, right? Jesus did the same thing. Uh, Then it says, he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. This also lets us know that Saul was no respecter of persons. Hey, if you're a woman, you're going to. And that's something he was. He was a, a ruthless little character as he neared Damascus. On his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? This is Jesus speaking. He's saying, why do you persecute me? This blesses my heart because whenever someone persecutes God's people, he feels the pain. They are literally persecuting him. Verse 5. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. Oh, yeah, this is part of that surrendering process. And this was a fast, I would say, that God put him on. Nothing to eat. He couldn't see anything. Oh, my goodness. He had just that dark, quiet time with the Lord. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man named Tarsus. Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. This is, this is all the stuff happening behind the scenes. He had given Saul a vision. And now he's given Ananias the big picture. I, this man's got a vision of you coming. And I'm giving you a vision of you going (laughs) to do this work. Now, verse 13, Lord, Lord, Ananias answered. I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument. Ananias had every right <laughs> to be concerned. This man is locking up people. He's snatching them out of their homes. He's murdering people. Doesn't it sound like the current wars and things that have been going on in our own you know, lives and in countries around us and countries that we're involved in? exactly he says go this is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel I will show him how much he must suffer for my name God had a plan so for so long they had only been bringing the message to the Jews now he's using Paul to bring it to the Gentiles that is the plan Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. And this is the other thing we can learn from Ananias' character. When God gives us something to do, even when we know it's somebody that hates us. This is what happened here. It was somebody that hated Ananias. Someone that hates you so much that they threaten harm against you. And God is saying, I want you to go to them and tell them about me. And you're like, "Ooh, Lord, but, but, and Lord is saying, the Lord is saying, no, go ananias after god told him what the plan was he went he didn't question he didn't say oh no not me he went then ananias went to the house and entered it placing his hands on saul he said brother saul the lord jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the holy spirit So he called him brother. That also lets you know how profound of a character that Ananias had, that he was truly a believer in everything that Jesus had told him. He is now an instrument of mine, he says. So if he is, he's now my brother because now God is using him. He is heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Oh man, so now he's my brother in the Lord. 18 says, verse 18, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up, was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. He had fasted for three days. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was healed after Ananias laid hands on him. Those scales that were blocking his vision Oh, yeah, those were removed. He was blinded so that he could see again the way the Lord would have him to see. He regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus, the very ones he was out to kill. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus, oh my goodness, is the Son of God. Oh my goodness. Now... (laughs) Now he is on the Lord's side, and oh, is he about to go through. I I encourage you to read as much of this. The book of Acts is talking about Saul's journey. It is amazing who it will be changed to Paul. So point number one, the man that taught me how to prepare a message, how to study the Bible, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak, To my heart and sharing only what the Lord gave me in a message. This man taught me how to lead and teach the youth at our church. In my early days, in my 20s, uh, the first church I ever belonged to. This man taught me so much. He taught me how to teach youth at our church, later taking his place as youth group leader. Yes, that was Brother Fred. Brother Fred was the kindest, most gentlest person you could ever meet. He had been in prison as well uh, before he came to the church. Our pastor made him assistant pastor at the church that I had attended for 27 years. Brother Fred later uh, moved to Texas to be a pastor at a church there. The things he taught me about the Lord and leadership, is what prepared me for what I'm doing today. What a privilege, right? Serving youth and families, equipping them with skills to thrive in life. I'll never forget Brother Fred teaching me <laughs> how to bring a message in like three minutes. And it was so tough. He not only taught me, he was teaching even uh, young people, whoever wanted to learn. And I was one of those that needed to go to that class. And how to study the Bible, how to study when preparing for a message, study the scriptures before the passage I'm teaching and the the scriptures after the passage. Not just the, the one scripture, but to keep it all in context, to understand, do the research, what was going on. And those are the same principles I use today when preparing the messages every single day that God gives me for the podcast. All because... God knew. Even then, of course he knew. He knew before I was in my mother's womb, the same with you, what we would be doing right now. As we can see, God specializes in people with shady past. Oh yeah, by the way, did I tell you? I had a shady past too. <laughs> I was out partying, drinking, getting high, doing all the things that went against the word of God. I was on my way to hell on a banana peel. Yeah, I... Was not, I did not have any concern about God's will, none of those things. I didn't even know about salvation until God sent my brother, who too was on his way to hell. But after he got saved because of the woman he loved that said, I'm not going to marry you, we're unequally yoked. And he started going to her church, he got saved. Then he said, Jackie, you need to get saved or you're going to hell. And I'm like, What? I had not ever heard that before. Went to that same church. <laughs> Got saved. And that is where I met Brother Fred. Like Paul, and like every one of us, we were all sinners before we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Point two, Point number two. Saul later named Name, uh name changed to Paul, was a murderer. Uh, he hated believers in Jesus Christ. He either threw them in jail or killed them. He was definitely an enemy. Oh, but God, the Lord turned Saul's life upside down. Once he encountered Jesus, his life was never the same. He immediately started preaching the gospel and was hated by his old crew. Uh huh. <laughs> Those Pharisees and Sadducees, they were now out to kill him. But that did not stop him from doing the will of God. God used him to write the majority of the New Testament. Well, I have great news for you. What God did for Paul, for, uh, for my uh, assistant pastor, and for me, he will do the same for you, because our God is no respecter of persons. He loves us all the same. So the key is yielding unto his will. You know, last Friday, I was at a conference, and I shared a little bit about it with you uh, at the Black Community Fund. And I met a gentleman there um, who is doing amazing things. His name is Greg and he shared his story. I was so intrigued by what he was doing. Um, he his card has end to end, and it's neighbor to neighbor, and is showing a person on the front in um, that looks like you know someone that's out on the streets, maybe that have all that they need, and they're sitting at a table and it, eating something that it looks like they're eating soup. And he says. It says homeless but not hopeless, and he began. He and I were networking and talking while we were waiting for our turns to go in and do the pitch contest. Anyway, he shared with me how he started, and he said I too was once homeless. He said I was on drugs, and I basically. And I'm I'm paraphrasing what he said. He said he came to know Jesus, and that and that Jesus changed his life. And that is why he does what he does today. And he was so passionate about it. While we were talking, I shared with him about uh, the opportunity God blessed us with to serve the people in our community while on 21st and Prospect. And I said, one of the things that we we did not do was like some churches, when you provide food for people and you want them to come in for Bible study or church service, one of the things some churches will do is say, you don't get your meal until after you attend Bible study. God put that on my heart to not do that. He said, you're not the judge of these people. You are to meet their needs. Their needs are to eat. They need food. Then give them the word of God. And when I shared that with Greg, he said he just blurted out real loud, Jesus. And he and it was just like he said it it just touched his heart because he said that is what he had to deal with. You know, people, churches wanting to force you to hear the word first before feeding you when you were hungry. You needed food. And it just at that very moment while we were standing together talking, I could just feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And I could feel his heart, you know, that he, he cares so much about the people and did not like it that some of the churches would do that. I know they, sometimes we don't even realize the harm we're causing. I'm not downing those churches. We just need to make a change and make sure we're truly doing what God has called us to do. And I am just grateful that I had the opportunity to meet someone like him and the great things that he's doing out here. Just, you know, there's so many people doing great things that the Lord has called them to do. They've been delivered from their past and they're now pressing on to doing what God has called them to do. Are you one of those? Are you hesitant about doing what God's called you to do? Maybe wondering what people are going to say about you or think about you? Let me tell you something. I don't care what you do, how you look. People are going to always have something to say. So get beyond that and know what God is saying. What is God saying about you? What is the Lord telling you to do? Do like Ananias. Be immediate and do it. Be like Saul who immediately began to preach the word of God. This is your day. Whatever it is God has put on your heart, get busy. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because of you. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, boy U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please... Share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community. Teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you all again for all that you do for us. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.